HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Castor and Pollux, maker of America's number one organic pet food, Organics. Look for their newest line, Pristine, the only complete line of pet food made with responsibly sourced ingredients. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org slash pets. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to HR and Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere, and somewhere is Bushwick. So we're starting a little bit late today because we, uh, at 5 o'clock, did a quick update on the California wildfires. Um, so you can listen to that coverage at heritageradionetwork.org and go to Heritage Radio Network on tour. Um, we're trying to keep people updated on what's going on in California because it's very important to all of us here. And we're keeping an eye on our, all of our friends and family who are affected. Um, my name is Kat Johnson. I am here with our executive director, Katie Mosman-Wadler. Hey, guys. Hello. Uh, we have Hannah Forden, our membership coordinator. Hey, Kat. Uh, Jordan Warner, our Julia Child fellow. Hey. Intern Sam Lee. Hello. Hey, Sam. And as always, our engineer, David Tadashore, is in the booth making us all sound nice. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are going to get into some high spirits today on Ooh. Happy Hour because today our special guests are Kara Newman and Neil Herzl. Welcome. Yay. Kara is the author of the newly published Road Soda, Recipes and Techniques for Making Great Cocktails on the Go Anywhere. Welcome, Kara. Hi. You're in the Five Timers Club now. I know, I know. Five, five HRN shows. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah. This will, of course, be the best. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. And Neil is one of the guys behind California's Native Sun Ale House, a craft beer pub that rotates 27 of the finest brews the West Coast has to offer. Welcome. Yo. And he's an HRN super fan. Super fan. Yes. Super fan. We were so fortunate to meet Neil at Shaxbury Harvest Camp this weekend. Uh, Thank you, Shaxbury. A blast. Yes. Uh, so really happy to have you guys both on the air. 
Um, Kat, what are we talking about today? So um, on the agenda today are our usual rapid-fire headlines from some of our shows this week, followed up by a couple of event updates. Uh, We're definitely going to tell you guys all about Cider Camp, hashtag Shaq's Camp. We also, E.T., Elizabeth Hilton just popped our head in. She was also at Shaq's Camp. Um, They treated us incredibly well, and we're going to tell you more about that. Um, And then we're going to chat with Kara and Neil and finish it all up with some on-the-road trivia. All right, here we go with headlines. On this week's Snacky Tunes, we meet up with Los Angeles' East Side Food Festival organizers Anne Lee Huffman and Jesse Rogg. Taking place on October 22nd, these two tell us exactly what we can expect to eat, drink, see, and hear this year. We'll be there, too, recording a live episode. We are also joined by the talented Brooklyn singer-songwriter Elijah Wolf, who gave a live in-studio performance. What Doesn't Kill You chatted with immigrants' rights activist Jose Oliva, who described the impact of revoking DACA on the American food chain. And then on Japan Eats, host Akiko was joined by Mayumi Yujima Carr of the Table for Two USA organization, which is a nonprofit that simultaneously addresses the posing issues of malnutrition, hunger in developing countries, and overconsumption and obesity in the developing world. And on A Hungry Society, we welcome Perlin Nevis and Alesis Vasquez, best friends and the founders of Midnight Market, part food, event, part nightlife event that brings together a diverse group of food and drink vendors, music, and thousands of hungry New Jerseyans. And then uh, Andrew on Andrew Talks to Chefs chatted with Chopped Judge and Food Network personality Amanda Freitag, but instead of examining her first alt-bat on air with Bobby Flay, we explore, he explored her life as a New York City chef, taking jobs in the kitchen of legends like Jean Georges and Diane Forley, and her roles at uh, Cheska, The Harrison, and other New York City restaurants. And uh, we had a little cross-pollination with our uh, fermentation-related shows this week. Uh, Cutting the Curd host Greg Blaze joined Jimmy on a special episode of Beer Sessions Radio. Uh, Jimmy sat down with Bronwyn and Francis Percival, who are authors of the new book Reinventing the Wheel, Milk, Microbes, and the Fight for Real Cheese. And uh, Steve Millard of Murray's Cheese and Nina Stein-White of Bubbling Dairy and Bakehouse also joined in to tell us about milk, microbes, and the fight for real cheese. And then Damon and Souther on the Speakeasy were joined in the studio by Ala Lapuchik and Jane Danger, co-authors of the new book The Bourbon Bartender, 50 Cocktails to Celebrate the American Spirit. They have also co-written the book Cuban Cocktails, 100 Classic and Modern Drinks, in addition to being top-shelf New York bartenders. I love their book, Cuban Cocktails. It's amazing. And I love rum. What's your favorite Cuban cocktail, Kat? Um, that's hard. I would just say like a Hemingway daiquiri. You just got to go classic. Classic. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was our headlines. That was a taste of what was on the network this week. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and listen to all 35 of our weekly shows. So now we're going to recap... Shaq's camp. Shaq's camp. <laughs> we had such an awesome time. Um, Luke and Colin and David and all the rest of the Shaxbury team invited Alex. us. Yes, invited us up to Vermont. It was my first time in Vermont. Um, we got to see all of the leaves changing and drink a lot of cider and do all the like wonderful fall activities I had never got to do growing up because I went from Alabama and that doesn't exist there. <laughs> it was magical. <laughs> You got to see my beautiful college town, too, the wonderful town of Middlebury. 
and we forage for apples in the picturesque town of Rut Vegas. <laughs> Rutland, Vermont. And as a native Vermonter, I feel like I'm allowed to say that. Uh, Absolutely. But, but it was not a typical Rutland, Vermont home in whose yard we foraged, was it? Right, no. The Dunkin' Donuts was very typical Vermont, but the uh, the Lost Orchard, it was an orchard from the 1920s, I think, like old trees, and we shook a bunch of the trees. Jordan broke a tree. I broke a tree. <laughs> yeah. Jordan fell out of said broken tree. And Katie's dog, I think, maybe ate a thousand apples that had fallen to the ground. He was like, a new ball here, a new ball here. Yeah. I'm going to eat half, and then spit out the rest. Best day ever. <laughs> and also thanks to Brad Kohler of Windfall Orchards. We went and toured his orchards as well. And he is doing some really incredible like grafting. And um, he has an apple that actually originated on his orchard, which I forget the name of it. The Windfall Orchard apple or something? The Windfall Golden. Windfall yeah. Golden. Incredible. Uh, we have to talk about that Orleans, too. The Orleans Herbal is a cider-based aperitif. Uh, has a lot of basil going on, which sounds, I don't know, a, a little surprising because I guess basil you don't usually see because it's not such a hearty herb to show up in an aperitif like that. But this is like my new favorite thing to have just ice cold. It's not too sweet. It's in a beautiful like Art Deco bottle. Uh, it was really a revelation. And I think that's a collaboration between Brad at Windfall, um, Eleanor at Eden Orchards mm -hmm. in the Northeast Kingdom, and Deirdre Heakin at La Garagista um, Winery. So a lot of Vermont heavy hitters go get together on that. Yeah. And, and of I, course, we had to do some recording while we were there. So we are going to be bringing you some um, interviews and, and other apple-y sounds from, uh, from Shaq's camp. Yeah, And I just have to tip my hat to Brad. I could not figure out why he looked so, so familiar but it turns out I'd seen him probably thousands of times before. He's a chef, and he used to be the director of dining services at Middlebury when I was a student there. So he was responsible for all the delicious food that made me gain a lot of weight in college. So <laughs> thanks, <in> Brad. <laughs> uh, we have the best college dining anywhere. Um, but, Neil, you were at Cider Camp, too. Most definitely. What was your favorite thing we drank? Uh... The Lost and Found series is so good, but just cracking Shaxbury Spritz after Shaxbury Spritz. <laughs> Breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner between the citrus and the ginger. Which is your spritz of choice? Uh, citrus, but I love just the base spritz, which comes, I think they're doing it quarterly now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like one every different, but like at Plug for My Bar, Native Son, we do spritz with an Underberg in it. Oh, wow. Oh. And just stick a, a curly Q straw in there, and it's perfect. <laughs> That's hardcore. Yum. Do you do it Corona Rita style? Like with oh, no, the, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, going, it's going in, and then you got to cram a curly Q straw in there. Nice. And they just... The the ginger spritz is so good mixed with whistle pick. I'm saying whistle pick. Any I'm sure any bourbon yeah. would work, but that's a uh, local. Uh, We're just using the hundred dollar. We, we tested of the yes. whistle pig really uh, thoroughly Friday night. We gave it a good taste yeah. uh, so that there wasn't any left. And it tested the us next the next day. morning. Yes, yeah. it did. But you were fresh as a daisy in the morning. Oh, fresh as a daisy because that's yeah. just yeah, pound water. Keep. <laughs> Yeah, I was so carsick and hungover that I uh, had to pull over and nearly vomited in a graveyard. So, <laughs> Vermont we, life. We were behind the car, your car, and we were like, oh, she found a coffee shop. Let's get out and follow her. And we're like, oh, no, she's just a little carsick. Oh. That was awesome. 
It was amazing, though, and we just had, like, the most ideal October Vermont weekend where it was 80 degrees. Uh, not normal, but so beautiful. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys, Shaxbury, so much. We love you. Can't wait to see you at Cider Week. Coming up. Heck yeah. Um, so, and speaking of Cider Week, please uh, get tickets to our event. We are doing the Old Adventures of the Newtown or Newton Pippin. Newton. Uh, happening October 26th. It's a Thursday evening right after this show. Uh, come hang out. We're tasting all kinds of ciders. We're learning a really fascinating story about an apple from our own backyard in Bushwick. And uh, they'll Which be is cheese. Now grown, it's grown all over the country now. And we're getting apples and cider shipped to us from all across the country. And you're going to be able to come taste the apples right next to the cider that they turn into. Uh, we're very excited about that. Get smart. Get drinking. If you can't go to Vermont, this is the next best thing. Yep. <laughs> um, another event that I want to call out is coming up on October 24th. This is an amazing opportunity. You can hang out with Alice Waters and Jake Gyllenhaal at the same time. This is at New York City's Noya Gallery. It's going to be an intimate reception to benefit the Edible Schoolyard Project and Edible Schoolyard NYC. These organizations are bringing to life Alice Waters' vision of an edible education in schools nationwide and in New York City public schools. Now, you can get in on the action, too. The tickets are $250. They are available for purchase by visiting edibleschoolyard.org slash Noya, which is N-E-U-E. And um, our friends at the Cognac Crawl are also having a fun event this month in New York. Uh, you can join the Cognac Geographical Indication and Good Passports, great name, for delicious cognac cocktails during October. Um, $30 will get you five cocktails at some of the top bars in each city. That's uh, more in my pros range. Yeah, <laughs> count me in. Uh, you'll also get a cognac tote bag and the chance to win some very cool prizes like... A private cognac seminar for two, which I definitely want to get in on. A portion of the proceeds will also go towards supporting Heritage Radio Network, so make sure you get your tickets. You can purchase them by visiting goodpassports.com. For more details and updates, you can follow at Cognac Maniacs and at Good Passports on social media. All right, so before we get into our really, really fun interview that I'm excited about as I'm looking at all the delicious beverages before us, mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to talk quickly about the announcement that the U.S. plans to withdraw from UNESCO, the UN's Educational, Cultural, and Science Organization, and to remain as a non-member observer state. So UNESCO's mission includes programs to improve access to education, preserve cultural heritage, improve gender equality, and promote scientific advances and freedom of expression. It is known best for the World Heritage Program, which helps maintain major cultural sites around the world. So this was already a really rough news week and day. I don't know if you saw the New York Times daily briefing this morning, but they had to put in a picture of a baby panda because it was so depressing. Uh, and this news really, uh, really surprised me. I didn't know that this was under discussion. But as a, you know, for me, working at a food focused radio network, I think that this is just, I have a hard time finding the words to talk about why this is so important. We really need to begin to think about and understand why what implications this withdrawal is going to have on our own food chain here in the U.S.? Um, 
with the inability to embrace cultural differences, the lack of appreciation for the vast array of our planet's offerings, and an assertive unwillingness to protect our history and future, we're at risk of losing what really makes America great, which is a diversity of flavors and spices and animals and herbs from all over the earth, and especially the cuisines from all of our neighbors who, um, yeah, who have um, shared these culinary traditions with us. And so refusing to offer our protection of the intangible cultural heritage list and the uh, World Heritage Sites is uh, just really heartbreaking to us here. So we hope that uh, in the future it will not be isolation but collaboration that will really help us to grow and become, uh, well, a world leader again. Absolutely. So Um, just sad. Yeah. So before we jump into our interview, we're going to go to a quick commercial. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Kara and Neil all about amazing spirits and, and how to drink on the go. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Castor and Pollux, maker of America's number one organic pet food, Organics. You put a lot of care and thought into what you eat. After all, you're a food radio listener. That thoughtfulness goes hand in paw with how you feed your pets. Purposeful pet food doesn't happen by accident. Castor and Pollux scours the earth to carefully select the best organic and responsibly sourced ingredients. New Pristine from Castor and Pollux is the only complete line of pet food made with ingredients that are responsibly raised, caught, or grown. Feed your dog or cat the new standard, like grass-fed beef, wild-caught fish, and vegetables grown without synthetic fertilizers or chemical pesticides. Pristine from Castor and Pollux. Purposeful pet food. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org pets. All right. Welcome back to HRN Happy Hour. I'm Kat Johnson. I'm here with the whole HRN crew and our special guests, Kara Newman and Neil Herzl. Um, Kara has a new book out called Road Soda, Recipes and Techniques for Making Great Cocktails on the Go. And Neil is one of the guys behind California's Native Sun Ale House. (laughs) That was amazing timing. Good job, Neil. Sparkling rosé. Sparkling rosé. Rosé all day. We Um, don't sell any rosé. Well, we sell rosé, but not sparkling, but we drink a lot of it. (laughs) Do you have any pink beer? Yes. uh, Rotating pink beer. and (laughs) You have like a dedicated pink beer spot? Almost. Breweries will come in and they'll show us something and I'll be like, it's pretty good. It's also pink and it'll sell very good. (laughs) Uh, we used to have a permanent pink beer uh, called Feminist from Monkish Brewing, and it was a hibiscus triple, and it was 9%. And girls were like, oh, it's pink, ah, it's feminist. And then it was two in and dead. Like, it was, people would just go crazy on that. It was very good. They don't make it anymore, though. Huh. So what's the current pink beer? A lot of raspberry sours. Um... I'm not sure what our list looks like. To- oh, there's uh, Slow Lambic from uh, ah. 
Firestone Walker that's on right now. Nice. That is a very dark hued pink. Love it. Um, so Kara, I want to talk to you about your book. Um, what what is Road Soda all about? Okay, Road Soda is all about drinks on the road. So it's how to make cocktails wherever you're traveling, but high level cocktails. So tr- planes, trains, but also hotel rooms, camping, the beach, like really really fun stuff. Nice. Just not cars. No, well, not if you're driving. <laughs> Do not drink and drive. Important. Yes. But um, if somebody else is driving. Yeah, why not? Um, what what is uh, one of what some of your favorite concoctions that you came up with in the book? Well, a lot of the drinks are contributed by bartenders and have a lot of fun stories to go with them. Um, I think one of my my favorite drinks from the the book there's one called the the Campari Sun, and it's actually. Oh. And it's made in a Campari Sun. uh, It's called the Campari Rum, excuse me. It's served in a Campari Sun pouch. Capri Sun. Yeah, there you go. Capri Sun? Am I? Okay. Does it have Campari in it, too? I think I just conflated two drinks together. There's there's two drinks. One is in the Capri Sun's in the pouch, and it's like fruit punch, right? There, yeah, and there's one that's actually served in the Capri Sun, I say properly. The Capri Sun with rum. And there's another one that's... Campari in <laughs> Miller High Life, and I just oh, learned. Wow. The, I just learned the phrase Campari. Apparently, it's just Campari and Miller High Life, and wow. then you add a little grapefruit, and then it's the the Campari Sun. Nice. That sounds delicious. Kara, um, what inspired you to create this book? Well, I was in Mexico on uh, on a, t- a trip visiting tequila distilleries. And I had a particularly brutal layover with some, some friends, and uh, I had nothing but my, my carry-on with me. We had, oh, thank you. We had a really terrible 10-hour layover ahead of us. We checked into a hotel, and I had nothing with me but my toiletries and a fairly uh, large-size uh, tequila bottle. <laughs> and so I went down to the, the hotel honor bar and got a whole bunch of sodas and some really bizarre corn chips and flavors that I'd never <laughs> seen before and just texted my friend and said, you know, we're having a Paloma party in my room. Yes. Perfect. And it's just a nice attitude adjustment. Now, well, I... Oh, sorry. I have a question for you, Cara. So this is Hannah, uh, and I am currently commuting on, like, a weekly basis on Amtrak. And I go back and forth between Brooklyn and Hudson Valley. And I'm always trying to think of creative ways of perhaps smuggling, perhaps just bringing secret little cocktails with me. And I was wondering if you had like a good recommendation for an easy train cocktail. I am so sorry that they've done away with the bar cart. I know. It's a tragedy. Oh, it is a tragedy. Yeah. How am I supposed to be Don Draper without a bar cart? (laughs) Bring your own. (laughs) I mean, the only solution I see is a flask. You need flasks. Mm. Flasks, plural. (laughs) <laughs> one for you, one for the, you know, the, the cute person on the, the other seat you want to get to know better. Perfect. Yeah. Flask talk this is a great, great way to make travel friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. We make friends wherever we go. So another great thing about the book, the book that you have out, Road Soda, is through Dovetail Press. Um, and one great thing about Dovetail is that they always do some sort of like product integration. Um, is, is there a product integration with the book that you have out? Well, you've probably seen the the little cocktail kits. Yes. They do these wonderful uh, tiny um, 
old-fashioned kits and Bloody Mary kits and everything you really need to make your, your drink on the go. And it's, it's separate from, from the book. There, I don't think it's even mentioned in the book except in passing, but it's a wonderful little item to put together. I'm looking forward to it being like a, a holiday stocking stuffer they're the, edition. They're the best stocking stuffers. The little carry-on cocktail kits. They are great. I love they come with a little tiny spoon. Yes. <laughs> I, know, I know people who hoard those it's spoons. It's the cutest spoon. So if you're like a beginner on-the-go cocktail maker, it's a good way to go because it has everything you need. And then you can get your book and you can like, you know, get into the more challenging and maybe refill DIY. those little You can yes. completely Bottles. restock yes. a little yeah. bit of simple syrup, a little yeah. bit of vermouth. Absolutely. What's the most difficult or unlikely place you've mixed a drink and what was it? Oh, that's a really good question. Okay. Um, don't judge. <laughs> oh, never. Never, never, never. <laughs> the bathroom of a hotel. What was There's the cocktail? How, what did you make? Well, it wasn't only me. It was a group of friends. We wound <laughs> up dubbing it Toilet Sidecars. And <laughs> I like because that could go two ways. That could be yeah. toilet sidecars or toilet sidecars. I think that's called Pruno. <laughs> they were prepared toilet side. They were probably very wisely excised from the book. There's a story about hotel room sidecars, which sounds ever so much more sanitary. Oh, very elegant. But um, a friend of mine... Oh, <laughs> a friend of mine was throwing um, a party in her hotel room. Um, also, someone who got sidetracked on a layover around Christmas and just made the best of a bad situation, invited over all her friends, and just happened to have a suitcase full of brandy, as friends in the liquor business do. And another friend came and brought um, lemons and sugar and cocktail shakers and made these wonderful sidecars. But again, it was a little tiny hotel room. And we were all crammed in. And there's no place to make anything except in the bathroom. Uh-huh. So, you know. It's the only counter space in there. Right. Right. <laughs> That's and true. access to the sink and the uh-huh. tub. And he you know, lined it up and made it his, his back bar. Amazing. <laughs> and they were really good. Nice. So what did you uh, bring with you today? Oh, I brought a drink that is really good in a flask. It's called the Rebeneck. We should the probably. Rebeneck. It's in an amazing Tupperware jug it's it's rustic it's ready to be on the go it's it gets the job done yes but really it's meant to be individual little flasks it's a drink that's uh created by chris hannah in new orleans where uh they do walk around with flasks at um at parades and they they greet one another and say hey what's in your flask and they just you know trade sip for sip with these oversized flasks and this is made with rye whiskey and orange curacao and uh, and Amaro, I tossed in some Amaro Nanino, mm. and it's it's strong, but it's so good. And I'm gonna pour some for you. Yes, I'm so excited. We have a few I just cups over there. Finished my bubbles so yeah, that I can just make a space. Um, so Neil, are you also a big like on the go spirits guy? Uh, in my car, I have what's called car tending. <laughs> um, my glove box full of jiggers. Um, I have an amazing, TM. actually, like. Uh, like a Leatherman type multi tool that has jiggers on it, a wine opener, a spoon to stir, a zester. That stays in wow, all the time. Wow, zester. Yeah, it has a zester. It's like a little over the top, um, <laughs> but that's in there, and always a couple minis. And then in my trunk, a lot of times I'll end up carrying glassware. Like I always have a small box of champagne glasses. Uh, 
I love this. Yeah. So, because so many times you go to a party and people bring like an expensive bottle of champagne. And they're like, all right, let's put it in these bucket glasses that I got from Ikea. And it's just like, uh, let's just. I stopped off at Goodwill and bought 10 $2 champagne flutes that are awesome. You're keeping it classy. Speaking to my heart. Yeah. I actually remember when we first met you at Windfall Orchard uh, on <laughs> last Friday afternoon. The first, My first memory of you was ripping out some Fernet Bronco. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I have a great picture of you <laughs> drinking that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I always fly with minis. It's a great way to make friends. Have you guys you found that yeah. like state to state there's some confusion? So... I grew up in Maine. Um, they're called Nips. We go to the New Hampshire Liquor Outlet, and they have a huge variety, like hundreds and hundreds of, you know, some people call them the airline bottles, the Nips, the Jiggers. Um, you can just stock up on them, and that's a totally normal thing to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the store and buy some Nips, or, like, you put them in your Christmas dogging or whatever. You put them in your um, piñata. And uh, it was in Texas last year and we were doing so I think we needed stocking stuffers or we needed some kind of like goofy gift so we go to the liquor store and uh we couldn't find them and we asked the shop and and we were like do you have nips and they were like what are you talking about and so we kind of you know we're like you know the they're like oh you mean airplane bottles and we're like yeah sure yeah they're like okay well they're over here in this like locked area you have to buy an even number of them and like maximum four per person. And you can't just buy one because we're not allowed to sell you a single drink. Like, Thank what is this about? Beverage control. And how, like, do you find that when you're traveling, you run into these bizarre like blue laws? Well, I recently learned about the phenomenon called mix kits. OK. Um, and those apparently are little airplane bottles, all kind of banded together in a plastic baggie into really terrible bottom <laughs> shelf kind of drinks and yeah. you make them on on the go probably in a parking lot somewhere and it's it's a very specific kind of thing but it's I just got a bag of those my cousin lives in uh, Spain and she brought me like they're actually like really high quality from this distillery um, that I'm blanking on the name right now but they have this famous gin from there but she also brought me it comes in this like plastic like the little chocolate coin bag and it was <laughs> just like idea. a bundle and she's like here you go and like clink <laughs> like on the counter uh but we have this liquor store in southern california high time liquor that has essentially a bar of minis like they have everything um and one of the things is uh nova fogu cachaca and they have cocktail kits with the airplane bottles where it comes with a little like lime tincture, mm. sugar, and the little stirring spoon that says like Nova Fogu burned into it. And we love bringing those on planes. That's awesome. Or putting them in the car or having them at home. That's you need amazing. that for like your, your cabin in the woods where there's nothing for yeah. miles around. You're going to make your, your own caipirinhas or whatever. Especially mm. having like a citrus tincture in it is crazy and it tastes great. Just like this drink. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, we're coming to the last segment of our show, which is my favorite segment, usually. Trivia. <laughs> yeah. Unless you totally botch it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the theme for this week is going to be on-the-road trivia. So we're going to ask you some questions about drinking on the go. Safely, of course, as we mentioned. Don't drink and drive. important to be safe. Okay. Um, and feel free to ask, friend, ask phone a friend, ask for hints. 
Um, okay. We can gesticulate wildly to E.T. in the control room. <laughs> E.T. can just come in and help you as well. Um, you want to come in, E.T.? You want to come in? You know a lot about More people in the, the go, studio. Right? Yeah, Hello. Yeah. Hi. Um, okay, so our first question is, what is the official distilled spirit of the United States? Buzz. Bourbon. Uh. Yes. <laughs> Good job. We've never had anyone buzz in before. <laughs> I was like, what? Light, Drink is what bad. is bourbon? <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm racing my hand. It's <laughs> All right. Second question. What modes of public transportation are you allowed to BYOB in New York City? The subway. <laughs> no. Neil, no. <laughs> Allowed or able? Allowed. <laughs> I'm going to say trains, but not the subway. Yeah, yes. You're yes. partially right. Metro North and the New Jersey Transit, but you can't do it on weekends or late night trains. And no Amtrak. No Amtrak. Staten Island Ferry also. Oh, very good point. That makes a lot of sense. Very good point. Yep. Staten Island Ferry is like one of the best places to drink. Doesn't publicly. Staten Island Ferry have one of the cheapest PBRs in the city? Yeah. And it's probably a tall boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't play around. Insider scoop on HR and Happy Hour, guys. Go ride that ferry, drink beer. They have, have a like a time. twenty-two or I think it's twenty-two ounce can of Modelo, so that's the value. That's yes. it. That's, 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 that's what I'm thinking of. Even better. I might go check out Staten Island while I'm here. Yeah. You should just to <laughs> drink. just for a second, and then just take the ferry right back. Especially if the weather's nice. It's a nice ride. All right. Third question: What in which of these three U.S. cities are you permitted to drink in public? Savannah, Georgia, Hood River, Oregon, or Fredericksburg, Texas? I'm going... You you go ahead. I'm going to say Savannah. Okay. I was going to guess Oregon. They seem pretty chill. You're both right. It's all three. Cheers. Even Texas? They got a crazy alcohol. So there are only eight U.S. cities that allow you to drink in public. It's those three plus New Orleans, Las Vegas, Butte, Montana, Canton, Ohio, and this one surprised me, Mobile, Alabama. Uh, Actually, I'm going to contest this question because I know for a fact that you can drink on the street in Fort Worth. Because really? they have, all their bars have to-go windows and grab a margarita and ride the mechanical bull. And it's like <laughs> the most charming city I've been to in I Texas. do know that other places have like certain like it's streets. Like yeah. yeah, this might be oh, like a city-wide like, ordinance. Okay. Well, San Francisco, you can drink in the parks. And you know, Mobile shouldn't surprise me that much because Mobile yeah. just does just try to like copy New Orleans. I mean, they, they're like, <laughs> how are they doing like, with that, Kat? Well, they're, they're always like, we did Mardi Gras first. And it's like, so it's not as big of a deal. Like, New Orleans dose. Yeah. They did just, it just don't Just don't try to get birth control in Mobile. <laughs> you, I guess David had a bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number four. During Prohibition, Americans got creative when it came to smuggling and concealing their stash of booze. One particularly creative method was called the egg trick. Can you tell me what the egg trick entailed? Oh, yes, yes, yes. This was when you got an egg (laughs) and you got a needle and you popped the top, drained it out. Then you get a really small, like a funnel for a flask. Really small funnel. Like like a needle sized funnel. It would take a while. um, And you just kind of pour your little spear in there and you just had a mini and you're just like, I'm just sipping on an egg here. Neil, you're exactly right. That was the kinda, best made up. Kind of. You said it was such a Your answer defied too. the laws of physics <laughs> and surface tension. Uh, well, they didn't use a funnel. The they had to do a couple holes and submerge them, mm. I think, in the in the booze. But I, I, I still like the think funnel. you I get the credit. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you said it with enough confidence. It's fine. I believed it when you were saying it, but then I said, wait a minute. All right, our last question. This is probably my favorite question. Every summer in New York, folks are in parks and on the beach selling the famously potent drink, <laughs> the Nutcracker, which I think should be the state drink of New York. What are the ingredients of a Nutcracker, which are usually served in reused water bottles? <laughs> I just heard this recently. I think it's one part vodka. Yes. uh, Two parts Capri Sun. Mm, Close. uh, Two parts Gatorade. (laughs) 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 Your answer is not quite as potent as the real alcohol. All right. Five parts vodka. All right. So it's one part vodka, one part Bacardi, one part water, nine parts Hawaiian punch. Mm. And then the directions are, assemble your ingredients in a 12-ounce bottle, shake and serve. I don't think Hawaiian Punch is still made in California. (laughs) Also, by the way, it's Bacardi 151, and optionally, you can add codeine. Oh, Mm. cool. Delicious. No more more Bacardi 151 discontinued last year. Oh. Really? Oh. It's still on eBay. No, it's it's still, you you can go to your less fine liquor stores and still buy it. No, it's still in stock. All right, so many that was such a fun trivia. I really liked that that round. That was great. Um, all right, well, that wraps up today's show. Thank you again to Kara Newman and Neil Herzl for joining us. This has been a very spirited and fun show. <laughs> and if you're listening... Nice pun. <laughs> please take a moment to go to heritageradionetwork.org to click the beating heart at the top right corner of your screen to make a donation um, so we can keep bringing you fun-filled, booze-filled episodes like this one. And thanks once again to Hannah Forden, Jordan Werner, Katie Moswin-Wadler, Liz Mystic, who produced the show, Sam Lee, and, of course, David Tadashore, the one and only David Tadashore. Stalwart. Stalwart. Yeah, I, thought, I thought you Fearless. didn't like us using that word, and now you're like, no, you must say that I'm a stalwart. When it, I, no, I never said I didn't like you it. You were like, ugh. Linda came up with that, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> you are a stalwart, David. Yep. Whatever um, that means. What will we do I think you? it's. I think it's good. Um, and also a special thanks to Elizabeth Tilton for joining us in the studio. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. listening to heritage radio network food radio supported by you for our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events subscribe to our newsletter enter your email at the bottom of our website heritageradionetwork.org connect with us on facebook instagram and twitter at heritage underscore radio heritage radio network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better fairer more delicious place And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. HRN Happy Hour is powered by Simplecast.
Simplecast is a popular hosting and analytics platform that allows podcasters to easily host and publish to apps like Apple Podcasts. If you have a podcast or are looking to create your very first, check it out. Try it for free and save half off your first three months at simplecast.com forward slash heritage.